Thank you, Jonathan. Um, and I'm actually going to turn it to Reed Jacobs, who is going to read the scripture passage for tonight. And so, Bill, if you could put up um, the slide, the Beatitudes from Matthew. Thank you. So go ahead, Reed. Make sure you unmute yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Great. Thank you, Reed. Um, well, it's good to, to bring our message from Jesus here tonight. You can see it right there on the screen. It's highlighted in blue. It's, it's not just the, the vowel O. It's the whole verse. Verse 8 right there. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Um, and like I said, this is Jesus' message for us tonight. And I want us to approach Jesus' message by way of a living parable. Uh, it's a living parable where you are the main character. And, and that's right. Like you're the one living this parable out right now in real time. That's how we're going to introduce this theme tonight. So here we are. It's just after mid-semester. And, and my heart goes out to each one of you. Uh, my heart goes out to you because you are doing life in two places. And that is hard. Right? All of you have your immediate in-person community and for most of you this is taking place in your in your childhood home or your home but for some of you this is taking place in a rental with some friends or maybe at a friend's house you know so i'm talking about the place where your human body physically exists right now okay that's your immediate in-person community but then there's your virtual community right all of you are doing life at and in Princeton University, like your classes, your friends, some of your activities, you're, you're here tuning into PCF, Princeton Christian Fellowship tonight, right? You spend many of your virtual hours in these virtual spaces of Princeton University every day. And then even when you're in your physical immediate community, you know, <laughs> When, when you're studying, you're reading for class, you're doing PSATs, it, it's, it's as if you're more present in Princeton, your vir virtual community, um, you're more present there in your virtual community than you are in the actual physical community where you are. You are living a divided geographical life right now. You are doing life in two locations. And this is hard. It's filled with challenges. Like some of you have siblings who just turn to you all the time. Like, why are you studying so much? Why do you work so hard? Um, it is fatiguing. Like even when you're there in your in-person community, trying to engage with the people around you, friends or family, like you're thinking about what you ought to be doing in that virtual community, all the work you have there, right? It's exhausting. And this is because you are not made to exist in two geographical locations simultaneously. And this is why my heart goes out to you. And it's the reality that we all have to embrace right now. And I get that. Okay, so there's the living parable. You're the main character, you're living it every day. Now, how does this connect to our passage here tonight? Well, living a divided geographical life, it is hard and it is exhausting. 
but living a divided life is even harder, even more exhausting. You are not made to live a divided geographical life, and you are definitely not made to live a divided life. And that's Jesus' message of the sixth beatitude um, that Reed just read a few minutes ago. We've been exploring Jesus' eight beatitudes, um, where he describes the blessed or the happy or the contented in God person. And, you know, I want us to hear Jesus' message again for us tonight. Ready? Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. And I want us to consider three angles of this message from Jesus tonight. I want to sketch out what a pure heart looks like. Uh, I want to focus on a pure, what, what, what is the focus of a pure heart? And then ultimately, what is the destination of, of a pure heart? Okay. So first, sketching out a pure heart, what does that look like? So to be pure in heart, as I alluded to through the living parable, is to have a heart that is not divided. A pure heart wills one thing. It's whole. It's singular. It's single-minded, if I can mix my metaphors here. You know, the person who is, a, who is pure in heart, they are the same in public as they are in private. Like who they are and how they act with this group of people over here, it's the same person when they go to this group of people over there. And it's the same person when they are utterly alone. The pure in heart, they are consistent. Their inner life and their outer life match. You could say they live an integrated, whole, undivided life. And so for all you math people out there, right, what's an integer? An integer is a whole number like one, two, and three, and then all of its opposites. But it is not a fraction. And so an integrated person, same word, an integrated person is a person for, you know, who you are and then what people see. It's one unified whole. And if you want another visual, Bill can give it to you, right? Check out this. This is a memorable visual. This is a divided car. Bill, you got it? <laughs> you look at that and you say, that is not what a car is meant to be, right? Um, and the reality is you look at that and like, 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 how foolish is that? But the reality is, is like, we are not meant to be divided either. A divided life is a foolish life. Living one way over in this area, but living a different way in this area over here. So that's a sketch of a, of, a, of a person who is pure in heart. And this takes us to Jesus' second angle here, which is the focus of a pure heart. What is the focus? What is a pure heart fixated on? Okay. And if we could, we can come at this way, maybe through the back door. All right. What is an impure heart focused on? An impure heart is focused on making yourself look better than you really are. An impure heart is focused on what other people see on my outside, right? And the reality is, is all of us have a tendency to do this. You know, for example, when we're on Zoom, uh, you know, I have a teenager son. When we're on Zoom, what do we do? We wear a decent shirt, 
you know, we look somewhat presentable, like the top half, but you know, a lot of us are still wearing our pajama bottoms that we've had on for seven straight days, right? And nobody can see them, right? Um, or more seriously, right? We smile at our friend or we smile at a coworker, but, but really we're angry with them. Or we act calm and chill, but honestly, we're worried, we're anxious. Uh, we project joy and excitement on our social media pages. But really, if somebody were really to see inside of us, they would see that we're really unhappy, we're lonely. Uh, or, you know, we, we have a certain speech, a cer certain jokes that we tell with this group of people in, in this area. But then when we're over here with this different group of people, we change our speech, we change our jokes. We act differently or, or, or we take our accomplishments, our successes, and, and we quote unquote inflate them, you know, to, when we put them on our resumes or on our applications. I, and look, there's an expression, don't kick a person when they're down. I know a lot of those connected with you. Okay. I, I'll, I'll apply that here and I'll stop with the examples, but you know why these things are just so easy for me to list. They're so easy for us to list because they are so easy to do and so let's go back to jesus first beatitude for just a moment and let's practice it which is blessed are the poor in spirit and let's just admit that we have an impure heart that is not whole that is divided and is constantly trying to make ourselves look better than we really are that's just what we do so that's what an impure heart is focused on and sometimes we're obsessed with <laughs> It is other people's eyeballs, right? An impure heart is focused on what do others see about me? Uh, and, and so we carefully curate and we carefully orchestrate what others can see and what others we don't want them to see. And, and, and you know, this becomes the thing in our life that gives us meaning and purpose. It's, it's like when people can see the things that we want them to see, well, then life is good. Like it, it validates me. It feels good. And if by chance people see something about me that I don't want them to see, well, that, that's just scary. That's intimidating because what are they gonna think? Are they gonna walk away? Are they gonna quit on me? Are they gonna talk to others about me? And so this the other people's eyes and what they see about us, it becomes our functional God. This is the functional God of, of one who has an impure heart. It's, it's like, focused and obsessed on what other people see and like any god the eyes of other people they will have the power to either validate you or to and affirm you or to criticize and condemn you um, and the reality is is that jesus gives this beatitude because he wants to set us free from all of that the scrutinizing eyes of other people, their expectations, their demands, these are burdens that nobody can live up to. They will overwhelm us, they'll crush us. And Jesus wants to us, he wants us to experience freedom here. And so the pure in heart, their focus, they are more concerned with what God sees than with what people see. The the impure, the divided heart values, I want to be seen and I want to be admired by others. Whereas the pure in heart, those who have a whole heart, they value seeing God and actually knowing him better. And this takes us to the third angle that Jesus gives us here in this beatitude. 
which is the destination of the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. It is such a beautiful picture, this destination. Jesus paints a picture for us here. And you might not realize it, but he says that we're all on a path and we're all heading somewhere. We're all heading toward a destination. And if you have an impure or divided heart, then you're on a path that leads you away from God. And then you'll be less and less likely to see him. And if you have a pure heart, a whole heart, then you're on a path that leads you toward God. And guess what? You will see him, Jesus says. And that's Jesus' promise here. It's an amazing promise. It's an amazing destination that he puts before us. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Jesus has the audacity to say that the pure in heart will see the invisible God. And the idea here, of course, it's not that we're going to literally see God, right? Like when you see the encounters, when, when people encounter God's angels in, in, the, in the scriptures, they fall down in fear. So given that, none of us are ready to literally see God in our current state. But the idea or promise here is that the pure in heart will experience God in a deeper way, will know God in a deeper way. And when you think about the gospel, this destination makes perfect sense, right? Because when we are pretenders, when we pretend that we are better than we really are, what are we doing? We're putting on masks to cover up things that we don't want others to see. And what is that doing? It, it is moving us away from God's grace, from experiencing and knowing and living in God's grace. We're not focusing on God and what he has done for us and how he sees us in Christ. Instead, we're on this path of, I have to show people that I'm better than I really am. But when you've embraced God's grace and when you're focused on him and, and focused on seeing him, then you're on a path of, look, I am a messy sinner. I am poor in spirit, but I am saved by grace. I am accepted. I belong. And it's not based on what other people see, but it, it is based on what God has done for me in Jesus Christ. And so now I am set free from other people's eyes. <laughs> that will no longer determine my value, my worth. My value and my worth are fixed by Jesus Christ, what he has done for me, that he's called me his own, and now I have his spirit living within me. And so when Jesus sets us free like this, we are set free from being a pretender. We can now grow in experiencing and knowing and seeing God in a richer way, sinking more deeply into his grace and his love. So, do you want to know God better? Are you longing to have a deeper awareness of his presence in your life and his work in the world? Well, Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart because they will see God and they will see God with greater clarity and greater intimacy. So as you consider and you continue to think about that, Jesus' message for us tonight, a couple of questions for the small group tonight. Number one, what is one way people or you, like you can just think about people in general or you can think about your own self, what is one way that we try to make ourselves look better than we really are? 
And then number two, what is one way that you would like to see God and experience his grace, his presence, his love in a deeper way right now, like tonight or this week or next week? Um, so blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God, Jesus says. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for each and everyone here tonight, um, wherever they are, wherever they are in their physical, in-person community. But Lord, thank you for the means to gather like this in a virtual community and to come together under the name of Christ and to be gathered in his spirit, seeking you, trying to see you more clearly in community. Thank you for this gift, Lord. And I pray that you would bless and encourage each one here in that way. And Lord, I pray that you would strengthen us by that same grace and by your spirit to be people who are pure in heart, that we might will one thing instead of being divided, that we might be real and appropriately transparent instead of putting on masks and being a pretender, that we might be focused on your eyes and not on the eyes of others. And Lord, by your grace, might we experience you in a deeper way and the promise that Jesus gives that we would come to know you and trust you and even see you with eyes of faith here as we do life day to day uh, by your grace. Oh Lord, we pray all of this in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.